This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Yo, this is Rashani from the Single Simulcast. And when I'm not making you laugh or making up parody songs, I'm kicking back, listening to Militantly Mixed. Hey y'all, it's your girl Charmaine, aka Mixed Girl Maine. And uh, for this last episode of Militantly Mixed for 2018, I wanted to take an opportunity to reflect on how like insane a year this has been uh, for me since starting Militantly Mixed and Main Hustle Media. And I feel like I wouldn't be able to fully reflect on this year without being joined by the two people who have had the biggest impact on my life and what I'm doing this year for Main Hustle Media. And that is Javia Nicole, host of Black Radical Queer, and my partner in pod, Blurred Vision, from Blurred Comics. So, how y'all doing? What's up, or? (laughs) (laughs) So, I wanted to start off the Reflections sort of episode just talking about, uh, I guess, like a brief recap of the Main Hustle Media, how this thing started, and then we can kind of get into it from there. So Blurred Vision and I have been talking about doing something mixed race related forever. And um, I was living on the other side of the country, so we didn't really get things going. And then once I moved here, it still took a little while to get going. I had ended up getting like a crazy job out here. I was working insane hours. And then the incident happened that ended that and I fell into deep ass depression and militantly mixed was on my mind. So I was trying to get that going while I was dealing with all my depression stuff. And it was a slow go, but it was still kind of coming together, except that Blurred Vision and I couldn't get our schedules aligned. So we kind of changed what has now become Blurred Comics, but was sort of the original plan for militantly mixed, just a couple of mixed people talking about being mixed. Um, into me reaching out to the internet to other mixed race people to join me on the show and I love what that show has become because this this has been a whole different type of life-giving thing that I didn't expect but then I got hooked back up with Javi so Javi and I we met through a shared Facebook community group about because we're both poly but we both got tired of that group and but liked each other so when I moved out here to LA we met in person and we kind of became sort of casual friends through that Facebook group. But once we started talking about doing, we were talking about doing a mental health podcast together for black folks. And then you had your idea about black radical queer. And it went from me trying to do militantly mixed with maybe a couple little things with mental health to now we were a network with black radical queer and militantly mixed. And that pretty much has been a whole direction shift on my life since you got involved. So, yeah, so that was that was my little recap of what's been going on. And um, between Militantly Mixed and Blurred Comics and Black Radical Queer, I, I dug myself out of my depression and stuff like that. But it's really thanks to you two giving me a reason to to do shit. <laughs> That's tight. I mean, I'm glad I was able to help even though now I know that I helped. <laughs> you did you didn't realize yeah. it. <laughs> so I've never managed to get Javi and Blur Vision together. Um but uh but they've both been a big part of what's been going on for Main Hustle Media and for myself. So this is actually the first time you've even had to have interacted. That is, that is correct. I mean I've listened yeah. uh to you all but
folks, Militantly Mix was experiencing technical difficulties. Please stay tuned and the show will resume shortly. And I knew that eventually I wanted to do some sort of podcast network for people of color, but that was sort of in the far distance. And then Javia and I hooked back up and we were talking about maybe doing something about mental health for people, uh, for black women, really, mostly. And then Javia had the idea of Black Radical Queer. And within a month, it went from I'm trying to do Militantly Mixed to now we've started a network and Militantly Mixed and Black Radical Queer launched at the same time. And pretty much for me, my life totally changed, like my whole direction, my whole attitude, everything picked up and changed at that point. What about you, Javi? What, how's, you're the one that changed everything for me, so I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm, I think that for me, I'm very much, well, in that, in this particular regard, very much a stereotypical Aries in terms of when I am, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm just like diving head first. May or may not have a life jacket. It's just, you know, it just <laughs> depends. But um, for the most part, like if I'm saying, hey, this is what I want to do. Like I have this vision. Then I'm like, let's get it. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to like go back and forth or like kind of leave you hanging and stuff like that. And so when we were talking about the podcast and I was like, you know, hey, I have this vision for something I want to do. I'm not sure what format I want it to be. I'm not sure if I want it to be like a YouTube channel or um, internet radio or podcast, whatever. I just wasn't sure blog or I was just kind of, I had the concept, but not the format. And um, yeah, my wife was like, oh, maybe you should do a podcast. I was like, hmm, you know, I'll think about it. But once we start talking about it, I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I feel like it's aligned with what you're interested in doing. So here's what I can do. Like, here's what I can bring to the table. Um, to try to like not just do what I want to do, but like also support, you know, your endeavor. And um, once I said it, I'm just like, hey, OK, so you starting this like tomorrow or not? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, my, it, it was not... it was crazy because you were like, OK, <laughs> let's do it. And it was like, yeah, let's do it. And then five minutes later, she's like, so I already got 24 people booked. I don't know if that's too fast. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was... For hours, my first <laughs> month, like I had all my first month of like for July I had all of July's uh people basically within yeah. 24 hours I was it, like it was if we're crazy and I was like oh yeah let me uh so I was posting a militant militantly mix on like all my social media and stuff I'm like yeah so what else we need to do <laughs> somebody's like oh well damn yeah I was like I'm sitting there I was just thinking like you know this is just something I want to do and I think I wasn't my normal like fire under my ass type of self because I had just been dealing with like the roughest year I'd had in a long time. And, and so I was letting it, I was letting it just go. Like, it's going to happen. And then Javia made me not casual real fast. And within a month, it was no joke. We went from talking about it to about a month later, we were already launched and going. It was. That's just kind of like for real, for if I'm saying, Hey, we're going to do this. Like, (laughs) So for for people on Militantly Mixed, if they don't know Javia as well, if they're not listening to Black Radical Queer, they should be. But she is all about Black women before everything. And if a Black woman is in need, Javia is there and getting her what she needs. I don't know what kind of magic you have (laughs) going on. And I I hope you have even 
a fourth of what you give to others uh, from the other black women in your life too. But yeah, without with like this was gonna happen, but it was gonna be way slower. If Javia didn't get involved. Shit, I need a little some. I need a little some of that because yeah. we. That's how we are sometimes. We're just like you know what? Yeah, maybe you know if you want to, and then we can. And yeah, we that's the to. worst part of yours and my relationship because we're like we got all kind of ideas and we're here to support. We're like yeah, you should do that. Like yeah you should do that but but neither one of us have like cracked the whip on each other and we've been trying to do it and i think we are kind of getting better about that now especially once we got blurred vision or blurred comics going plus we've been seeing each other in person more often which is i think another thing that kind of makes it real more real too to actually be in each other's physical space and stuff bounce those ideas off of someone and i mean i like being able to do that too but i am very much a starter like I don't know. I like if I'm if I'm really like into something, anything that I have some type of like for real for real interest in, then I'm all for like going for it. Um, and then too, especially if you're like cool with someone, like you all kind of bouncing ideas off each other. I'm that person who's like, do that shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, go for it. Yeah. Why not? Like, you know, I feel like that's you know we have why like why not go after you know what it is that you actually want to do? Because um, sometimes we just kind of we slow ourselves down or we talk ourselves out of stuff just because we're either nervous or we feel like, oh, it seems like too big. And I'm, I like breaking stuff down into smaller goals so that it's more, it seems more attainable. So it's like having a podcast, it might, it might have initially seemed like, or having a network may have seemed like, dang, it's a little like down the line, but I'm like, okay, what's the first thing? Let's get these social media handles. Let's promote, let's do the, you know, so I just break it down so that it's more attainable. So I'm like, okay, Here's my little checklist. What else? What else we got to do? All right, bet. I'll do that tomorrow. Um, I'll talk to you in about two hours. I haven't done it. You know? Actually, that just, is how you are. It's, it's legit. If, I, if I'm like, hey, I got this idea. We should do this and stuff. And you're like, OK, well, let me sit on it for a minute. And then five minutes later, you've already contacted 47 people and you got things scheduled. And you're like, how far in advance can I schedule this out? What's your life like right now? <laughs> Real. I'm like, look, so I'm doing my scheduling right. for January of 2019. So uh, I got my outline. I believe in outlines. I'm like, here got my little checklist. Let me, I talked to this person and that person. What we got to do? Okay. Like legit y'all for real. My 2019 is like a big chunk of it is already planned out. Damn. <laughs> yeah. oh, shit, I don't even know what I'm having for dinner. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Even yeah. though I don't know that, though. that's the thing. He's like, oh, okay, I don't the know little that. thing. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, she's she got the big things all checked out. No, right. I mean for me, and and maybe this is just a little self indulgent of an episode, um, but you know, it's my show. Who cares? The biggest part right. for me is is like a- acknowledging the people that do have an impact, and and I've gone a few years. Like I've been lucky in my life to have some of the people who have influenced me and and helped me and supported me here and there. Um, but then I've had these big patches of like the people you expect or should be the ones out there for you aren't the ones out there for you. And to, for it to come in these unexpected places, like, like Javi and, and I, we met through Facebook like five right. or six years ago. Right. And, and maybe there was one or two messages here and there we liked of each other. And then we liked each other's messages enough to friend each other casually on Facebook, you know, still not a whole lot of engagement or whatever. But once we realized things were aligning in such a way that we were both moving to L.A. around the same time, we're like, you know, why not? Let's 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 meet in person. Let's become friends. And and even still, like, it's weird to think. I don't know how you feel, Javier, but it's weird to think of like 
how close I feel that we are now, given how weird it is that we met in this random poly group. <laughs> you know, look, you know, it's like we have a we know a lot about each other's lives now. Obviously, we're business partners to a degree. You know, we're engaged in this in this business thing together, and and so we have uh, like responsibilities to each other to keep this going. But we also right. have like a, a genuine, yeah, we're accountable to each other. But we have like a genuine respect and and care about what's going on in each other's lives and stuff like that. So to think that we have the relationship we have given how we would have met is very strange and then like blur vision and i we met in fourth grade and then i moved in sixth grade back to long beach and we didn't engage again until high school and then i mean do you remember if we even talked that much in high school i mean maybe here and there we had like one class together right yeah it was i mean it was here and there um i never i mean we never not you know, like we were always like cool. We always you know what I'm knew saying? the same of shared past and everything. And yeah, and and then again, like same type of thing. Years go by, we don't engage, and then Facebook and MySpace exist, and and we connect again. And and when we started talking again, it was really like, you know, a mixed race comfort zone. It was like, hey, you're mixed like me. Let's talk about this. And it was sharing articles or having different conversations. And then eventually it was like, we got to do something together because we've known each other forever. And I would say once we did start seeing each other and hanging out again, it wasn't like much time has passed. Like you feel this weird sense of knowing each other well, even though we've had big chunks of our lives where we didn't really know each other. Right. But I mean, and it it always was kind of like... Like when we saw each other after you you came back from being on the East Coast, when you came back, when we sat and we just had lunch and it was like, boom, it was like we were back and, you know, kicking it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It was no time. Each other and- so, you know, so it was it was it was perfectly, you know, that way. So it was kind of like, all right, yeah, this is a person I want to do some things with. I mean, I, you know, I can trust them because we have that shared background and we have that shared history and the. You know, it's easy to be around the uh, the other person, and it is what it is. You know, and they just jumped off. It's also funny when, like, in these moments, because sometimes podcasting you can be like oddly open, um, you know, like weirdly transparent, even though you're talking into a microphone. And then if you're if you're the one I'm talking to, and I say something about oh, when I was a kid, blah blah blah, and then you can clown me on it because you saw it in action. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff like comes out of nowhere. And like as a surprise, you're like, oh yeah, shit, I gotta own that because <laughs> you know that about me. <laughs> you know the background, yeah, exactly. Right. And, yeah, but you and we've you've called me out on something like, well, I, I don't know about that because uh, uh, because of this, and you're like, yeah, you know yep. what, I gotta own that. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. true. Yeah. So that that part's been fun, and and I will say like I've made my life really small over the last couple years because. The bigger it got, the harder it was to, it was, I was able to track who to trust and who to, who I was safe with. You know, I've had a couple of years of finding out I wasn't safe with a lot of different people. And, and so like right now my, my world is pretty small and the two of you are kind of the biggest parts of it right now because we have a weekly connection. At some point I talk to each one of you every week, not a week goes by. And and we've had, you know, some of us have had, I mean, we haven't had any beef together yet, so that's good. But, like, we've had things with other people. We've talked to other people about <laughs> Not it. Not like, yet? Wait, are you anticipating? No, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 
sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just but you know. I'm just like if that's... you want to pop off. No, I ain't got, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. I promise. It's just Dang, like I see how it is. I'm I just see. that kind I'm of learning. person. I'm, I'm like... learning something on this episode. No. <laughs> Keep an eye out, girl. Keep an eye out. No, right. I'm just saying like we haven't had it yet, as in like. Yeah, well, okay, maybe I'm a pessimistic person, and that's the way I word things. I, but, like, we haven't. We haven't had any beef throughout this process, which is awesome. Yes. Damn it. See, now I feel like I dug myself into a hole. Beef right now. <laughs> right I have a beef and anticipating beef. See? You see how things switch up on you so fast? All right. You, uh, you, and you are not, you, you did not stop. You were like, hey. I scheduled that shit. Like, right to it. Right, no. right. It was all <laughs> a minute ago, literally. <laughs> oh no! See, this is my negative way of talking. That like a tree gets on me about this all the time. That I always have like a negative view on something. And uh, Courtney tells the same thing. She says I speak, the way that I speak is like it's like she says I'll okay. Like say for instance, if you enjoy something like or I try something, I'm like, oh, that's not bad. Instead of saying it's good, yeah. Like I never right. recognized that she pointed that out to me. I'm like, get you for noticing, right? Dang, I didn't know. I'm like yeah. that too. There's this thing on the iPhone that if someone sends you a picture or a voice message or something like that, you can keep it. Like so, you can like click a button to keep it, and then it tells the person that sent it to you right. yeah. that they kept it. And so my view of that, I was like, what are you keeping from me? Like <laughs> I was right. like, why is iPhone telling me you're keeping this from me? What are you keeping from me? And he was like, what are you talking about? Because he was viewing it as he saved it. He kept it. And I'm reading it as you were about to send me something and then you kept it from me. From you, yeah. I, I understand in hindsight how ridiculous my reading of that was. But in the moment, I was hella defensive thinking he's trying to hide some shit. And just, yeah. that was a moment. <laughs> Listeners, now you see how the beef gets started. So you learn something about me. Right. Okay. Yep. Just, but I, I think I do that same thing. I'm like, I'm not, I don't hate that. Right. I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah. Well, what is that? Like, is that a black thing? Like, is that because we're just so used to disappointment that we're just like, Dang. waiting? We, you know, because, yeah, because I never heard a white person say, mm, I'm not mad at that because I say that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. So, yeah. That. I Hmm. So maybe. I don't know. Dang. Why you gotta make about race? I mean, <laughs> I mean, legit. My whole life is about race. I have a yeah. podcast oh. network that is that has two mixed race shows and one black as fuck show. So mm. race is pretty much my whole life. Divisive. <laughs> you no, know you're yeah. being divisive, making them know. think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a divisive network. Oh my I gosh. Uh, well, yeah. Someone told me. Someone said that to me on uh, social media at some point where um, it was one of those like podcaster support groups. And I was I was saying they were like, well, what are you you know, it's like post here about what your thing is. And so I was like, you know, I own Main Hustle Media. I'm trying to get it off the ground. It's a podcast network for POC created creators. It doesn't necessarily have to be POC related or race related content, but the, the podcaster does have to be. And someone was like, well, what why can't it be anybody? And I'm like, because anybody can do something else somewhere else but in my case like damn you know i mean shit like if that's not See the realest way to say it somewhere else i mean like my whole my whole idea behind main hustle and even in trying to figure out in the naming of it what it was, what it was going to be whether or not it implied that it was for people of color and i only use people of color just because i'm not full black you know but um 
implying that it was for people of color or should I just make it, you know, more connected to to anything that I loved or anything that was related to me? And my whole my whole life motto since I've become an adult has been trying to turn whatever my side hustle was into my main hustle and main hustle came out of that. And uh, Javia is actually you were part of me finally, you know, uh, nailing down that name. It's like I like this name, but I was listening to people who weren't black, I guess, <laughs> um, that were that were viewing the word hustle as negative. And, and I, it, it took uh, it took my um, my black black guru here, Javia, to be like, fuck them. <laughs> She's like, listen to yourself. Like, you're, you're you know, you're telling yourself that this is your thing. This is your thing. Just do it. And and it really did. Like, so it wasn't just that, like, we created a couple things together. It was that you were the one out there cheerleading the ideas I was having and, uh, you know, uh, even when I was allowing myself to be to second guess myself, that was a big like, part of making well, that transition. Tell you, it's like, you are Charmaine, you are main. So it's like, it makes sense for it to be main hustle. So it's, to me, it's just so, it's so logical that I don't understand how anyone would have an issue with it, but um, I'm just like, it makes sense. So if you don't get, I, I get it. If you don't get it, that's fine. But just right. because you, you don't get it, I mean that it's, wrong like it's because ultimately it's not about anybody else it has to be what resonates with you for your shit (laughs) you know your network and you Um, know what's funny about that is that i can be that person in almost every other respect except for where it's about taking care of myself so that's 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 the 40 year old lesson i'm trying to i'm trying to come up to it's like in the in the bit in the workplace you couldn't you couldn't see any self-doubt or or anything in me i was confident i knew what i was doing i asked for help when i didn't understand something i was comfortable in not knowing things i could i could ask those questions blah 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 but to do something for myself um it was always you know the kind of stuff that people naturally doubt like will it be good enough will it connect to more people it, and and deciding what is the real goal for this and ultimately i finally came to it and part of that had to do with t- conversations with both you guys is is coming to the point of like as hard as it was for me to do something like this it's make it for you first and let right. that be the major goal and if it happens to spill out in other ways great and so that helped because I finally like, what was I missing? I was missing connection about mixedness. And, you know, besides my, you know, handful of friends, you know, Blur Vision is the only one I talk to about this stuff regularly, but you know, a couple things here and there, whatever. But it was an absence that I wanted to talk about. I wanted and did it. So I created the show for me. And then it just so happens as it grew, it became this other monster. And so now I have this well, I love it. First of all, there's that still is happening. But now I have this, uh, what feels like an obligation or responsibility to the people that it's affecting to be like, oh, you're being affected by this the way I'm being affected by this. I need to keep doing this for you and for me. And so now it's a bigger thing. If it it resonates, my thing is, um, if it resonates with you, then because, you know, there are some things that I feel like nothing is new, you know, like in terms of the human experience. I mean, there are different variations of things and different manifestations, but nothing is like 100 percent new. So if it resonates with you, then it's guaranteed that it's going to, you know, resonate with someone else. And I just had to um, I was talking to a friend of mine about that because um, one of my well, I always say my first love is poetry. I write poetry. And um, so she was like, oh, you know, would you consider like, you know, publishing things or just you know, just about talking about like exposure and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, 
all right for me. Like if it resonates with other people, that's fantastic. And it's very humbling, like to know that people like connect with my words or whatever. But first and foremost, like it's for me, it's like my outlet or whatever. Um, and so with doing the podcast, I approached it the same way. It's like, what do I want to see? So when you were talking about doing Mix and having like those doubts, I'm just like, I guarantee like I, you know, guarantee 110 percent. Like <laughs> if it's something you're thinking about or it's something that resonates with you. Absolutely. Other people, you may not know how many, but other people are going to connect with it because it's not new. You know, I like it's unique, but it's not some a new thing like there. You have a community out there that you just haven't connected with yet. And this is kind of like your conduit to do so. So we kind of just, you know, can hinder ourselves with the doubt and stuff like that. And it's natural. I mean, it is what it is, but it's very like if it, you know, connects with you and it's something you're thinking about, then, you know, it's very, very likely that you're not the only one. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and and a lot of um, a lot of artists like in music and and, and every really thing, they they say do it for yourself because other people will like it because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, and if it comes from the heart, you're going to feel that and there's going to be people that it resonates with. Yeah, that. Yeah. Because that too, I mean, you doing it, it coming from like it coming from a genuine place. Um, because honestly, there are plenty of um, folks like I may not have had the same experience as them, but if they, I love when people do things um, that they're passionate about and that really resonate with them and that are so like genuine and authentic. That piece, like that authenticity and that passion, are always gonna resonate with me. You know, unless you're like a passionate bigot, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that still resonates with some someone, but we have to be inclusive. Remember, but that passion and that authenticity is going to resonate with me, um, even if it's not something I'm well versed in. Like, I'm not, you know, super well versed in like comics or anything like that. Like, I'm actually, I'm kind of like newer to the, you know, to the scene or whatever. But if I know that you're into it, it's going to. I'm going to be excited regardless, even if I don't have a lot of knowledge about right. it, yeah, because right. that, you know, knowing that it comes from your heart and that it means a lot to you, that, that is that genuine, that kind of like universal thing that connects with people. So that's why people who are not black, radical and queer <laughs> can listen to my podcast and I'd be wilding. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, right. y'all still listen to me? And I'm <laughs> so unapologetic, but I think that's why. Because they're like, hey, you know, she's crazy, but she going to be herself. Right. That's, that's perfect. So well, I dip. have, yeah, I got a dip, but it was lovely being with you two uh, smart <laughs> uh, uh, ladies. And uh, <laughs> we're going to have to do this again because I didn't, I just would love sitting here hearing you guys and saying stuff. You know what I mean? I've been wanting to get the three of us together because we, the three of us are main hustle media legit right now. We are the, we are the three. So, um, we're the, we're the superhero Trinity. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Go ahead and take off. All and right. I'll chat with you later. Have a good one.
macaroni and cheese. And Santa put gifts under Christmas trees. Decorate the house with lights at night. Snow's on the ground, snow white so bright. And the fireplace is the Yule log. Beneath the mistletoe as we drink eggnog. The rhymes that you hear are the rhymes of Gerald. Like each and every year we bust Christmas carols. Christmas carols. Yo, come on, let's You ever get the man from last night? Santa, Macy's. Yo, man, let's go eat, man. I'm starving. Oh, come on, man. Run so loud and proud, you hear it. It's Christmas time and we got the spirit. Jack was chilling, the hawk is out, and that's what Christmas is all about. The time is now, the place is here, and the whole wide world is filled with cheer. My name's DMC with the mic in my hand, and I'm chilling and cooling just like a snowman. So open your eyes, lend us an ear. We want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New So that is, that was Christmas Time in Hollis, Queens. A shout out to Blurred Vision, his favorite holiday song. But right now I am joined with return guests Gretchen Erickson from the Am I Even Allowed to Call Myself Mixed episode uh, with Gretchen. She is also someone that I went to high school with, although we didn't know each other in high school. Uh, but we connected through a high school group about her coming on the show. And at the time that we spoke, we talked about how um, because she is so white presenting, she wasn't necessarily comfortable in her mixed ass skin. And then we had this amazing three hour and four minute conversation. And the only reason why I know that is because I'm looking at the Skype window and it says that that's how long we talked. Um, and most of which the audience didn't get to hear because we just talked about I just put in the stuff about us mix uh, the mixness stuff that we talked about. But um, so how <laughs> how has your mixed ass life been since you've been on the show? Let's talk about it. It's been good. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I think one of the the biggest impacts, and 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 uh, I think you've alluded to this before, is just allowing myself to be called mixed, to be uh, given a space at the table and to speak up about it. And I think one of my hesitations before was, was that um, <laughs> one of the, the, the biggest uh, impacts to my life is, is uh, being able to claim that seat at the table of, of being mixed and um, allowing myself to claim it um, before I, I wasn't hiding that I was mixed as much as I didn't think I deserved to be called mixed, I guess. I didn't, I guess, feel validated in in that that part of my life or that I was dark enough. And a lot of it really is you know, a color thing because I am so very white, whiter than my, my 100% white husband, so very pale. I know. I I just didn't think I deserved it, I guess. Um, But, but since, since our interview, since, you know, listening to the podcast every week and 
um, and talking more openly about it. Um, now, and now I'm just, I, I'm more able to approach people. I, um, there's a, a, a younger guy who's does reception at my kid's pediatrician, and I've noticed him several times, take my kids in, and he's clearly um, a mixed guy. And I just went up to him. I was checking out one time and I said, you need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I said, awesome. it's about being mixed. And I said, I'm mixed too. And it kind of first, I think he looked at me like, why are you telling me this lady? And we've chatted. It's not like I'm a complete stranger, but I said, I'm, I'm mixed. I'm part Hispanic. And he just kind of warmed up like, okay, let me write that down. And um, so maybe I got you another just listener, cute. but, um, <laughs> but I, I guess I've been just more comfortable in, in claiming it. That makes sense. Yeah. Especially hearing so many other guests talk about that same feeling of n- not knowing where they belonged in and being mixed in what areas they were allowed to claim, whether it was people that presented a lot more um, black than than white, being able to say, hey, I'm also part white or those who are you know more ambiguous and, and claiming, hey, I'm in whatever mixedness they are. Mm-hmm. And I guess I've also been a lot more aware of of race and identity in, in the bigger, um, you know, broader media. Um, I keep sending been, you. Yeah, I'm going to say you've been really investigative um, <laughs> since we since we talked. Uh, there's a lot of emails back and forth of like, hey, this came up or I saw this article or what about this book? And and so I do I do I definitely feel like your yeah investigativeness. Uh, coming well, I just notice it, it more. Mm-hmm. You know, just some of those things that once you're attuned to it, that you just see it more. Yeah. Um, and and I guess it's I, I never really thought about it before, but I, I've always been in interested in race and identity, but I couldn't pinpoint why. And now I've got a a name for it. It's because I'm mixed. It's because it's something that's part of me. It's not just as an an ally. And I I do because I am so white. I still have to consider myself more an uh, ally in the broader conversation. Yeah, I understand Um, that. But I I can be closer to that and have maybe a stronger voice. And again, put myself to the table where before I would have shied away. It's not my place. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's actually something. And actually, because of our discussion, I've been able to, to sort of use that part of our conversation in conversations I've had with other guests that some of those episodes haven't aired yet of people that have a similar situation to you where they're either super, super ambiguous or they just look like a race that they're not mixed with or they look very white presenting or, or whatever the case is. And and their whole thing of like, am I even allowed to speak is, is such a common thing that comes from them. And if they have heard your episode, they're like, oh, and then I heard this episode with, with your white passing guests and blah, 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 you know. So it ends up being something that it's it, it's it's actually like something I can use to talk to other people, whether it's on the episode or to encourage them to come on the show and, and share their mixed story. Because, you know, just like you were saying, when we first started talking, you're like, I don't even know if I I like you, you, I think you had said something to me like you you were definitely curious and you were going to start listening to the show but you didn't even know if you had a place to talk about it and since then I think I've seen more in terms of your social media posts um you're more embracing of it and also our exchanges that we're having um uh, but then there was that cute little quiz on uh, or that face recognition quiz that actually put you as having a Chilean looking face and I was like well hey that borders Peru, I was so, so excited <laughs> for that now, this little Facebook lame those lame Facebook quizzes let's analyze something and I'm sure it's you know really dumb but I <laughs> super lame and validating 
it said I look Latin. Yeah. I'm so proud. <laughs> so I got Colombian, which I was surprised about because normally I get like Puerto Rican or Dominican, like in person. That's what people think. And so Colombian, I was like, well, it's still Latin. And that's what people think I am. But when you got a bordering, not just a Latin country, but a bordering country to your to your own, that's uh, I was like, hey. <laughs> and I think a lot of times people, you know, especially white people that don't really get, um, don't have to think about race at all. Right. right. The, the people that just that's not on their radar because it's not in their everyday life that they have to think, oh, I'm white all the time. You know, the, I I've shared, you know, that I was on a, a podcast about mixed race and I'd shown pictures. This is my family. And one lady's like, oh, your grandmother looks Italian. Are you Italian? And I'm like, she's not just so here. No. <laughs> so it's so they don't they don't know, especially what Latin America looks like. They think Mexico. Um, right. Uh, and then that. She doesn't look Mexican. That's all. <laughs> Latin America is is you know, like America, like United States of America is. It's a lot of different people. Yeah. So and it's gonna, just going to have a, a rainbow of, of colors. But anyway, I, I just I just I've been a lot more aware of of where I am and and just the the broader conversation. Um, it's you know, been been nice. And, and I think the, the biggest um, difference, I remember the very first time we talked when, or even before we actually spoke on the phone, it was when we were still communicating like on a Facebook post or something. And I was talking to my husband, like I, you know, I've been asked to go on this podcast about being mixed and, um, and I, I'm, I'm, is it stupid? I think I want to do it. And, and, and I, he looked at me and he's a great Gretchen. <laughs> you are mixed and I'm doing it now. I choked up and I was like, <laughs> you're a, I mean, I never, I just never heard, heard that uh, validation that yeah. yes, you are, you're allowed to claim it. You're allowed to embrace that side. And I, um, because I didn't have that immersion in the culture, I didn't have you know, the experience living in the country, didn't have the language. I just didn't feel like I, I had a place. And yeah. now I realize mixedness is its own place. And, right. and that's what I have. Yeah. And that's awesome. I'm glad that I'm glad that you do feel that way now. And and so like you were kind of a project for me once we first started talking <laughs> because you were so re- because and it's not that you were resistant um, because you didn't want to accept it. You were resistant because you wanted I think because you wanted it so much to be yeah, able to be a part and of I just, it. It's one of those things like uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like you want something, but you don't, you don't think you deserve it. I didn't yeah. feel like I deserved it. And being just given that opportunity to say, yes, <laughs> you are. And from an outside source and not just me trying to like, um, be a poser or what's, you know, just trying to adopt somebody else's culture. Right. No, it is, it is part of my culture too. Um, so that's, I guess that's what I really had the biggest impact. Glad, like, I'm really glad that that's where, where you, where you came to. And, and more than that, that you're continuing to be investigative that it's not just this thing that's like oh now I got my little badge and I'm walking around with it now but that you're actually like <laughs> like I see I can see that that you're actually trying to get in there and I think one of the things that I've discovered over the last six months in um, doing the show is with every person I speak to I realize how much more I have in common with any mixed person than I may have in common with somebody from a monoracial person from one of the ethnicities that I actually have mm-hmm. and that's because you know, while we can bond on certain cultural aspects of it, I won't fully know their experience and they won't fully know my experience. But another mixed person would be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what it's like not feeling fully enough of one or the other or not feeling like I get to claim this because the roll of the dice in my DNA made me yellow instead of 
black, you know, or whatever it is for mm-hmm. other people. And that's just so common amongst all of us that that's been really validating. In, and and funny thing is, like, in comparison, I haven't felt like I've needed as much validation. Like, I've been walking around mixed for most of my, you know, my whole life, walking around mm-hmm. like, I'm mixed, I'm mixed. But there are those moments when you hear somebody else say what you feel or what you think, and you're like, oh. Yes, that's me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and I guess that, that mixedness in and of itself is its own, like, subculture. Like mm-hmm. you said, you can relate to people that have completely different backgrounds, but they're mixed and you're mixed. Yeah. And there's a lot of same experiences and feelings that's what's amazing to me all these and it, it, it's across you know the globe right <laughs> that yeah. woman from you know from yeah. the other side of the world and yeah, yeah Ethiopia yeah and she actually, she actually messaged me today to say Merry Christmas and and I'd let her know that oh that's um, sweet you know hers is, is actually one of the it's one of the other highest downloaded episodes and and that you know made her really excited too and she's like it's just it's just nice also to have that experience like once you've had this like really deeply emotional because it's it's weird how emotional this gets with strangers yeah. like you know i mean we happen to at least kind of had a, a cursory knowledge of each other but like other people that i've spoken to they're complete strangers to me and within minutes you know we're already sharing some really heavily emotional stuff with each other and it's just i don't know it's just nice it, it really does feel like finding your tribe and like you know building building that that tribe up a little bit more so that you're not i think a lot of us always say is that we've we've we experience so much loneliness Uh, Yeah, it's isolating mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because, again, you don't fit in one or the other. It's just always going to feel a little bit different. Yeah. And while I know that there are aspects of different cultures that we're mixed with that can be very welcoming, at the end of the day, there's always going to be that one thing of like, well, you don't really get this fully because blah, blah, blah. But I know that I could turn to any person that I've had on the show so far and hopefully... Uh, any of the future mixed people that end up coming on and be like, gosh, this happened to me today. And they'll be like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's happened to me, too, you know, <laughs> and we just get that bond. And and I really do love that. So I am. I'm, I'm I get the because I'm, I am obviously so, so very pale, even for a white person. I, I get I mean, obviously no one can tell that I'm mixed at all. So I get a lot more people feeling they can be racist around me and. Right. Especially talk about uh, immigration, and I'm like my my mother was an immigrant. Yeah, and they kind of backpedal a little bit, but it. I, mean, I usually don't say anything, especially if they're going to go on a rant about something. But well, you have to have to consider your safety because in some cases people are willing to cause harm. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's usually like on online type stuff, but I don't. I don't usually engage anyway. Just oh, if somebody has a mindset, that's fine. Um, but it, it surprises me even within my own family. Yeah, <laughs> those that are so anti-immigration, I make you realize that we're one generation away from from immigrants, and yeah. it just it baffles my mind. Um, and I, maybe it's a, maybe it's a colorism thing. I, I don't know. I, I re- recall uh, one of my cousins a long time ago talking about the Mexicans. I'm like, your mother literally became a citizen like five years ago. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, definitely. That runs in my family, too. And it's just like the blindness that goes that goes into that kind of thinking is amazing. But I I. I, I think I, I'm a lot more aware just in general now because then I had buried it for so long yeah. until recently. So it's been nice. I've had a, I've been really enjoyed the last six months listening to your podcast, all of them. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I, I definitely, um, 
I definitely feel the support from you because I, I see you sharing it and talking to people and jumping in on conversations and stuff. So I, I do. I, I love that part, too, is not only did we get a chance to have this conversation a while back, but that we've had this continued uh, interaction with each other, which I which I have with some of my guests, not all of my guests. So I do appreciate you coming back. And I, I, I think it really fits the whole idea of what this episode is for reflecting because if, of any of our guests, probably uh, you had a pretty big arc (laughs) like a big uh, mixed race arc in this uh in this year of um besides just listening but also participating in and embracing your own mixedness yeah no no i've had a a big year personally in in my identity and who i am as a a person and um you know race was a big part of that um you know being uh, embracing you know my my mother's culture and heritage and um it was a really big part of that and and i appreciate it really your support and um and finding this podcast (laughs) being able to listen and feel like i can join in yeah well thank you so much thanks for coming back also yeah thank you for having me you may think you see who I really am But you'll never know me Every day It's as if I play a part Now I see If I wear a mask I can fool the world But I cannot fool my So that is Christina Aguilera's version of the Reflection song from the Mulan movie. I I first downloaded this song to put on the show kind of because Blurred Vision is a Disney dude. And since we were talking about reflecting on the year for the last thing, I thought Reflections and Disney, whatever. Uh, But after listening to it and the second part of the episode that I just did with Gretchen, it's actually a song that really fits (laughs) this episode pretty well. Um, so thank you to Javi and Nicole and Blurred Vision for their participation and support in Main Hustle Media and putting our shows together this last six months. Thank you to Gretchen for coming back on this episode to share her experience of what it's been like to um, discover her mixedness or own her mixedness, I guess, since we first spoke. And uh, just thank you to the audience, everybody who has uh, supported the show from the beginning, people who are picking it up and sharing it. We have had a a recent boom in downloads, so I know it's getting out there. We're also getting picked up in many more countries than we ever did before, Uh, a lot more in South America and Africa now and the Middle East, which is pretty awesome. So I'll just end on this note that um, I'm just very grateful for the experience of being able to produce this show to all the mixed race people that have uh, joined me for an episode and been willing to share their stories. Grateful to the sponsors who have continued to support the show and help us pay for our hosting and the people that donated to the birthday fundraiser this year. It's just, I know that we're going to keep going and growing and this next year will be a whole lot more of mixedness and Main Hustle Media 
growing into a more sustainable business. If you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash militantlymixed for a monthly sponsorship. We have different reward levels depending on what you donate at. And if you would like to hit us with a one-time donation, you can go to paypal.me slash militantlymix. You can also support us by listening to all the other shows and sharing them with your friends. Um, Black Radical Queer with Javi Nicole, her shows airs on Wednesdays. And Blurred Comics with myself and Blurred Vision airs on Thursdays. So that's it for 2018, y'all. Don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Bye. Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Johnson. Music is by David Bogan, The One. And if you like what you heard on Militantly Mix, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and wherever you find your podcasts. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.